podcast time. Hey, Jim. Jim, what time is it? I don't know. Podcast time. It's fun time. It's time for fun. Podcast time. This is It All Adds Up, the podcast that saves you all the money on all the things. Hey, welcome to the 47th episode of It All Adds Up. I'm Lizzie, and today I'm joined by my brother, John. What's going on? So this is our second episode of season six, and this is the final season of our main podcast series. In season six, we're taking a step back and looking at the bigger picture of some of the concepts and ideas that we've discussed in our first 45 episodes. Last week, we discussed the opportunities for financial savings by living with fewer material items. And one of the ideas we discussed is using resource sharing apps like Nextdoor. Apps like this are much more beneficial if you live in a dense community. So today we are going to talk about the financial implications that are associated with your housing type and location. So the first rule when it comes to housing is that size matters. If you live in a bigger home, your financial spending increases on several levels. In a given area, a bigger home is likely to have a higher market value than a smaller home, especially if the build year is the same and if the amenities are similar. So right off the bat, you'll pay more money to own or rent the home. And in a given region, utility bills are typically higher for larger homes than for smaller homes. We covered a lot of these concepts in our season about utility bills. For example, if insulation quality is similar, it costs more money to heat and cool larger spaces than it does smaller spaces. Larger homes are also more likely to have a spare refrigerator or additional TVs and cable boxes. This increases electricity for appliances and plug loads. And it's not just TVs that larger homes have more of. Because larger homes have more space, residents end up buying more furniture and more decorations. They also end up buying more material possessions in general because they have enough storage space to contain everything. In last week's episode, we talked about living with only 150 material possessions. If you live in a massive home, having only 150 material possessions would make the home feel pretty empty, and it would be tempting to want more things lying around the house. So living in a smaller home is typically cheaper than living in a bigger home, all else being equal. And the type of home you live in also matters. If you're comparing an apartment and a house that are equal in home technology and size, the apartment will likely have lower utility bills. This is because the apartment shares walls with neighbors who are also cooling or heating their space. So the hot and cold air is shared through walls, which overall decreases the amount of energy needed to maintain comfortable temperatures within the space. And apartment buildings often have amenities like gyms, pools, and social gatherings, so it's a great way to stay healthy and to build friendships with your neighbors. And apartment buildings also tend to exist in denser areas. And this brings us to our next point, location matters. By living in a denser area, you have shorter distances to travel to places like the grocery store, school, work, the gym, restaurants, and bars. By living closer, you put fewer miles on your car, so you spend less money on gas and maintenance. And if you live really close, you don't even need a car at all. Eliminating the expenses of a car saves close to $10,000 per year. For example, in New York City, you can go almost anywhere you need to by walking, biking, or taking the subway or bus. And if you walk or bike everywhere you go, you'll likely save on healthcare expenses because you're getting in your daily exercise. 
And you'll probably pay higher rent by living in a place like New York City, but this increased expense can be balanced out by lower utility bills, lower transportation costs, and less time wasted commuting. And another point that's important to keep in mind when looking for housing is how many people you'll be living with. Usually, the more people in one apartment, the lower the cost of living because you're splitting expenses across more people. Obviously, you don't want to feel too crammed at home, and you should respect occupancy limits for safety reasons. But it can be fun and financially advantageous to live with roommates. And I really like the concept of living at a co-op. So you have the option to live in a shared or a private bedroom, but you share the common areas like kitchens, dining rooms, and living spaces. These options can be much cheaper than standard apartments or houses, and they're a great way to save money on material items like kitchen supplies and furniture. Okay, quick recap. All right, so in general, you can save a lot of money by living smaller, living closer, and living with others. Smaller housing spaces save money on utilities and material possessions. Living closer to work and social centers saves money on transportation. And living with others splits costs over multiple people. Hell yeah. And keep in mind that the savings from this episode depend on where you live, what type of housing you have, and how many people you share a home with. But even if these financial savings can seem small, just remember, it all adds up. And be sure to follow us on social media. Our Instagram handle is it all adds up podcast. Our website is it all adds up podcast.com. And you can find us on Facebook at it all adds up the podcast. And a huge shout out to John for handling all of the audio work for this podcast. Follow his bands by searching Stray Tuesday or Mother of Earl on Spotify and Apple Music. Size matters 